0: Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. I'm sorry that you can probably hear the uh, kids' video playing in the background. I don't think it's got much longer left, so uh, that may fade after a few minutes. I'm not sure, but... uh, and you can also hear the cold in my voice. I apologize for that also. Still recovering. Um, but I would like to fit in a couple of uh, short near-death experiences at least today. So, first off, we've got the experience of Stefan uh, from Endorf.org. He says, The event took place while I was sleeping, and suddenly I was aware that I had died. I was out in space, maybe sitting on a swing and looking out into the universe, I had total consciousness. I knew the answers to everything. Why it was the way it was, and why it has to be the way it did in some cases. I know I was thinking about the riddle of cancer, and suddenly I knew how to cure this disease with very simple means. I know I was thinking, it seemed funny that nobody had thought of this before, which was as self-evident as it actually was, I knew everything about the universe, how it was once created and why it all worked the way it did. The more I thought about different aspects, the more knowledge I got. I know I was thinking that, what if one had this knowledge while one was still alive? There's no being of light that came along and showed me around or anything like that. No, you can search for all the knowledge yourself if you wanted to. Suddenly, I heard a voice behind me saying, Stefan, it is not your time yet. I didn't see any being of light or anything like that. I just knew there was someone there. I accepted this immediately and then asked how I could get back to Earth. The voice or being then pointed to Earth and said, I should dive into the water, and then I'd come up on the other side. I saw the earth before me and started diving with my head first. During the dive, I experienced the water, and I noticed I was on the way up to the surface. I came up on the shore and felt born anew, happy, blissful, and redeemed. At the same instant, I woke up and gasped for air in my bed. At this time, I still had great knowledge about life and the all. I instantly got up to get paper and pen to write it all down. But almost immediately, I forgot everything again. For several weeks after the event, I tried to recreate my memories from when I was sitting up in the universe. But the story above is all I can remember. Okay, we'll jump to the next one, and then we'll come back and comment on that. This uh, second one is Rhonda, also from endurf.org. Rhonda says, I was riding my dirt bike. I tried to go down a steep embankment, lost control, and the bike flipped out from under me. I rolled down the hill. The bike landed on me, flipped up in the air, and hit me a couple of, of more times. I must have gone out. I saw nothing but darkness for the first couple of seconds. Then I saw light in the far away background, and what I chose to believe was Jesus in front of me. He was clothed as we have seen him to be clothed in Bible stories of old. I noticed a sash around his waist and a piece of cloth draped across his shoulder. He didn't say anything, and at first I felt his look was of dissatisfaction with me he floated backwards and i followed him toward the light it got brighter and brighter i asked him to please let me stay or let me stay to be with my kids suddenly the light got intensely bright and i felt an incredible warmth a comforting warmth when we reached the light we were on a hill overlooking What looked like a wheat field. People were coming up the hill towards where we were. They wore robes of varying colors. I sensed they were at peace. No expression, just peace. I came away feeling that must be total contentment. Jesus sat down under a very large tree, and they all knelt down in front of him. Again, I asked to return to care for my children. Jesus spoke to them without saying a word. They all understood. I then awoke in my husband's arms. He was rocking back and forth saying I was dead. I drew in a breath and told him I was alive. Okay, very interesting, both of these experiences. First off, Stefan. The thing I find interesting about Stefan's experience is, you know, he, he's just floating in space and, and thinking, basically. Total consciousness, he says. He knows, he knew the answers to everything, um, why everything was the way it was, everything seemed so simple, and uh, he even describes knowing the cure for cancer. Cancer. He says, it, it, it was, I knew how to cure this disease with very simple means. I know I was thinking it seemed funny that no one had thought of this cure before, which was as self-evident as it actually was. And yet, he forgets. This is interesting to me on a number of levels. First off, assuming that uh, Stefan is correct, that this um, cure, as he knows it, by very simple means, is real and would actually work to cure cancer. Why is it that spirits from the other side have not made it known to us? And I'm left to assume. By you know you know again we have to we have to question. Well, maybe it wasn't actually the uh, cure, but he thought it was, or whatever. You can assume that, but. to someone in that kind of a setting who knows everything, they probably know a lot more than we do. And though there may have been more to it than, uh, than what he remembers, um, we have to assume one of two things. Either it, uh, is not intended that we know yet, or that, you know, as uh, an extension of that, that, uh, someone is to discover it soon, or, or at some point, um, or what seems like a simple self-evident uh, thing on that side in the state of all-knowingness is not nearly as self-evident and, and as clear and obvious as it is here. In fact, it may still be so complex here that, uh, that, that there's no way we could even synthesize it or, or use it or whatever, even if we did know it. My suspicion, though, is that it's somewhere in between, that it's it's not like, a you know, oh, we just got to eat this plant fixed. You know, I suspect it's more than that. But also, I suspect that the spirits on the other side know that there is still something that we as a society need to learn from cancer. There's some reason it is still here and still incurable. And I think it's more than just, we haven't figured it out yet. Because if they could just tell us, then, you know, the first thought is, why wouldn't they? Unless there's something very important that we have yet to learn. Perhaps we are learning it, but we haven't quite got there yet from cancer. Which leaves the question... Why haven't we found a cure for AIDS? Why haven't we found uh, a way to be able to live all the way to age 100? Why haven't we, you know, all these things that spirits probably find very easy, simple answers that we could do, that we have maybe even the technology to do or the the know-how to do, just we haven't put two and two together yet. If there's things like that. Why have they not given it to us yet? Well, probably because there's still something that we need to learn from that trial. And you think of how many people are dying of cancer in the world, and you think it must be a really, really important lesson for us to learn, if that's the case. So that's my thoughts on that. And the fact that he's he forgets all of this you know, when he comes back, means it really is important that, uh, that we obtain it in the means or timing that God wants us to, and not yet. And, you know, some would say, well, that's horrible. People are dying all the time and suffering. And yet we learn from near-death experiences that dying is not the terrible thing that we think it is. And also suffering, albeit painful and challenging, is not the terrible thing that we sometimes think it is. It's it's important that we strive to stay. It's important that we fulfill our missions while we're here and don't try to cut ourselves off early. But if cancer is the thing that takes us, it sounds like there's probably a good reason for cancer to be here. I'm not sure. That's my own thoughts on it. Uh, As for Rhonda's experience, hers is kind of interesting because... She, you know, has this dirt bike accident and she's on the hill, finds herself in darkness for a few seconds, and then she sees a light far away and Jesus appears in front of her. And she says that what I chose to be or what I chose to believe was Jesus. So she's not like, absolutely, this is Jesus, you know. So it could be that it was somebody else, maybe a spirit guide or whatever, but. But she chooses to believe it was Jesus. It fits the description. He fits the description of Jesus. He looks like a lot of the, you know, he fits what we would have seen in, in paintings and so forth. So, and, and he's clothed as we see him clothed in the Bible stories of old, as she says it. And she notices a, sa- a sash around his waist and a piece of cloth draped over or across his shoulder which I find interesting. You know, a description of the clothing. Uh, he, it says he didn't say anything, and at first I felt his look was of dissatisfaction with me. Now she says at first, uh, it, she senses dissatisfaction. Now whether he was dissatisfied is unclear because, you know, in moments following she feels love and light and joy and comforting warmth. And so perhaps that's just a misconception on her part, or maybe it's a way of trying to communicate something important to her, probably something too personal for her to, to share with us. And, uh, you know, maybe there's something that she needed to change in her life that she knew she needed to change. And hopefully, if that's the case, then uh, when she came back, hopefully she changed that. But, uh, then she ends up in this place with other people, um, all dressed in varying colors of robes and so forth, and Jesus sits down at a very under a very large tree, and everyone came and knelt down in front of him, uh, almost like you know story time or or you know teaching time something, to that effect, and says again, I ask to return to care for my children. Now this is interesting because it almost sounds like. This would be children gathering around. But yeah, I guess it doesn't really say that. So maybe that's just my own interpretation of what she's saying. Now that I think about it, you think of the uh, video scenes of of giving the Sermon on the Mount, Beatitudes and all that stuff. There's This is a common type of scene. So maybe this is what was happening on the other side and it was instruction time. But she asks to go back. And Jesus communicates without a word to the people they all understand. it. She doesn't say whether she does or not, but she does wake up in her husband's arms. Apparently, she got answer to that prayer. Anyway, beautiful experience. Simple and yet profound. And uh, I love it. I love it. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing my book, Life in the Spirit World, or by going to patreon.com slash ndecast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. As of now, we are on the eighth episode, so come and you'll have eight additional episodes that you'll have access to. You'll also have access to a free copy of the ebook, Life in the Spirit World. Also, if any of you would like to contact the podcast, either to share a comment, to ask a question, or to share your own near-death experience, you can do so by emailing near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com You can also uh, call on your phone. I'm sorry. Um, you can um, record on your phone using a, an app like uh, Easy Voice Recorder or something like that. And then emailing the MP3 or the whatever format wave file, whatever. I can convert anything. Um, it, send it to near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com and I can put it on the podcast you can also call 970 NDE Cast. Um, that works especially good for comments or questions um, since it does give you a 3 minute uh, limit but if you want to share your experience and that's not enough time call right back and continue sharing your message continue uh, calling back as many times as it takes I can easily piece those together And once again, thank you all of you so much for listening.